Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with Cheese. I'm your host, Cheese, a.k.a. Adrian. And my guest here with me is your boy, Wes. Wes, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Cheese. How about yourself? I'm doing good. So before we get started, by the time this episode gets actually, like, published, Wes, you should be, like, at Bluffton. You know, you should be back at Bluffton by then. So how do you feel about going into, like, your senior year of college, man, after, you know, all these years of going to school? Yeah, it's going to be interesting, Cheese. I'm kind of excited to see kind of where uh, my last year takes me and uh, what we're going to do after that. I'm not sure yet, but I'm excited to see kind of how it goes and hopefully it goes smoothly and we can just get through all the classes and everything we need uh, to get through it and then graduate and hit the real world. Yes, sir, man. I can be more more than proud of you to, you know, still reach at this point. You know, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, you know, I never doubt you, but you know what I'm saying? You know? <laughs> yeah. The sure. journey to like college, you know, is not easy. And then no, that's, I really, I really hope, you know, you have a great, great year. Once you go back to BU, you know, enjoy the last of it before you actually, you know, legit enter the, the real, real world. Yeah. That's one thing I'm worried about cheese. I'm not sure what I'm going to do after that year, but uh, we're going to figure it out and hopefully find something that's worth it and um, find a job that I can work for a long time. Yes, sir, man. You know, everything happens for a reason. Everything's meant to be. And then, you know, you always have your family and your friends to, you know, always have your back list. Exactly. Thank you, Cheese. No problem. So anyways, on to the episode. So today we're going to be continuing on with talking about the NFL. So today we'll be talking about the AFC East. So the teams that are included in the AFC East include the Buffalo Bills, the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, and the New England Patriots. So Wes, what are your thoughts about this division as a whole? Because Wes... I think, you know, ever since Tom Brady left, I think the division is open. It's getting more open to every team because I feel like the division each year, ever since Brady left, has been getting more competitive and hard, harder each season. I agree 100%. I think that now without Tom Brady being on the Patriots, um, there's kind of room for some new up-and-coming quarterbacks to kind of take this league, this uh, division over. I think it's very interesting to kind of see with, um, obviously we have Mac Jones replacing Tom Brady, which he's kind of, coming in those footsteps with him trying to be able to do that and then also Zach Wilson being a rookie last year kind of becoming another up-and-coming quarterback that could be very good in the future and also now we have Josh Allen that's been established he's a guy that's going to be able to work and then win you a lot of football games and then Tua we're not really sure about him he's up and down so I think that the quarterback play has improved like all around since Tom Brady has left but obviously Tom Brady was the best quarterback by far in this division for a long time. And now we're kind of seeing everyone just kind of step up and we're seeing different teams at the top of this division each year. Yeah, I mean, I can agree with you more than what you just said, Wes. And yeah, it's kind of weird since, you know, we've been NFL fans for a long time. It's been kind of, I still kind of find it weird that division is kind of like more open since like it hasn't really been like this majority of our lives because you know tom brady has like mostly dominated you know this yeah, division. Yeah. but it's like i was like i kind of getting used to it but yet it's still so much fun because you really don't know who can win it josh allen and the buffalo bills can you know they're the most established team in the in the division but yeah let's get into our division rankings before we talk about anything else i like it i like it What's your so Wes? What's your division standings from first to worst? So I have the Buffalo Bills in first place with a record of fourteen and three and a division record of five and one, and then I have uh, the Miami Dolphins with a regular season record of let's see thirteen and four looks like, and then a division record of four and two, 
And then I have the Patriots at division or a regular season record of seven and ten and division record of three and three. And then finishing out the division is the Jets at a regular season uh record of six and eleven and a division record of one and five. I like it, I like it, you know, not so bad. So Wes, here's my projected projected uh standings. First place, repeating okay. division champions are the Buffalo Bills. They're I feel like they're going 12, 12 and five. Their division record going 42. Second place. Having, okay, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. Second place <laughs> is the Miami Dolphins, which yeah. I have them going 10 and 7. Your new favorite team. Or your <laughs> new favorite team. <laughs> Stop. We're going to talk about that later. 10 and 7, <laughs> regular season, division record 3 and 3. Third place is the New England Patriots going 9 and 8. The division record is 3 and 3. And the last place is uh, no other than the New York Jets going 4 and 13, and their division going 2 and 4. So was, let's first talk about the Buffalo Bills. So what, yeah. what makes you think they're first place repeating champions? Because we already know they're a, a Super Bowl contending team. They're good. They're already a good established team in the league. And then they already have like you know an MVP candidate in Josh Allen. Yeah, I think it's all the things that you just said, Cheese. I think that having a team that w- went on a, such a deep run in the playoffs last year and bringing a lot of guys back, not losing a lot, I think is a big part for them to be w- repeating division champs. I think that obviously Josh Allen is a huge part of that. I think that um, him and that offense is absolutely terrifying for opponents. And I think that he's just going to continue to work and just get better each and every week. And I think that he's going to learn a lot this season. And he's probably more than likely going to win the MVP if everything stays healthy and everybody, if everything goes well, how it's supposed to go for the Buffalo Bills. He has a very good chance of winning MVP. And like you said, she's just being established and understanding how this league is ran and how, the division is going to go is going to be a big part of the of the reason I think that the Buffalo Bills are going to win this division. Yes, Wes, like you're right on the first point. You said that they didn't really lose anything. If not, if anything, they added some good pieces. Like you know, they yeah. went and got Pro Bowl veteran Ed Rusher Von Miller from the Los Angeles Rams, which he signed a six year contract for 120 million, 51.4 million guaranteed. So that should really help their defense, you know, big time. Especially, you know, yeah. go after like the the quarterback, especially during those critical times in the playoffs. After you know the you know loss in the crucial, the heartbreaking games against the Chiefs. You heartbreaking, know? yeah. Yeah, you need like key players like Miller to you know rush the court like the quarterback during like those critical times in the playoffs season. Agreed. Yep. And then also, even though their run game wasn't the best, they should improve their run game because they drafted James Cook from Georgia. You know. And I think yep. he has so much potential to do so good in the league, especially like a good pass catching back, similar to Austin Eckler. And I think with him having so much potential to do good in the league, that can like really increase the, what do you call it, the confidence or really step yeah. up the mentality of Devin, Devin Singletary. Because he's like, man, this I don't want this rookie to like, you know, take my spot. What do you think? What do you have to say about that? Yeah, I think that you're correct on all those points. I think that drafting a guy like James Cook of the versatile, the versatility that he has, it's very interesting to see kind of what he can do out of the backfield and what he's going to make Singletary feel. I think that it's going to be interesting to see that battle for the RB1 spot. But, yeah, like you said, she's being able to be – to take some pressure off of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and those big-time targets that they have are, is going to be huge for this team and helping them win. Yes, for sure. And then uh, talk about more about Josh Allen, Wes, like, you know, I always knew this guy was going to be a threat in the league ever since I saw him in a, he played in a bowl game 
uh, back when he was in Wyoming, and then when he was like throwing nonstop, like long passes, you know, never really missing that pro game. I mean, that ball game. I was like, man, this guy's gonna be something good, you know, he's gonna be something else in the league. So, anyways, yeah, hundred percent. I like how he throws the ball so damn accurately. He can like place it to right at his receiver's hands, and he really knows uh, when to run the ball well. You know, what I'm saying he's he has really good IQ on the field. You know. He doesn't run the ball all the time, but when he does, it's such a it's such a good like situations. Yeah, I agree. He's a very good, um, skilled decision maker back there behind uh, center. I think that's going to be huge for them, and he just continues to improve each and every year. Mm-hmm. So, and then Wes, it helps Josh Allen that they resigned center Mitch Morris, and also yeah, even though we don't really know about Mitch Morris as a center, but still, it's still important to have you know that center quarterback relationship. Somebody that you're comfortable with is big. Big time for NFL quarterbacks. Exactly. So even though, like we, like I said, he, even though Mitch Morris is not a big name, it's still gonna be a big deal for Josh Allen. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, like because you know, like we said, you know, this team's already established. And then you know, like you said earlier, it's it's gonna be fun just seeing you know Josh Allen throwing it to Stephon Diggs. And I think, in my opinion, he's one of the best route runners in the league. Yeah, I agree. And also. Not only the Josh Allen has Stephen Diggs to rely rely on in the past game, he also has his sec- second security blanket, in my opinion, in tight end Dawson Knox, man. Yeah, Knox is a big part of them uh, in their offense. I remember I had him on fantasy last year, helped me out quite a bit. So he's going to be a good uh, player for them, and he's just going to continue to get better, just like all those other guys around them, just because Josh Allen, like you said, he's, is that guy. He's going to make everyone around him better, and that continues to make the Buffalo Bills rise in my rankings and thinks and thoughts about them for this upcoming season oh heck yeah man and maybe you're gonna go to you're gonna go after dawson knox again and again in fantasy uh probably i don't know we'll see how it goes like i don't usually try to draft like i don't know like tight ends to late so maybe we'll see who is available but maybe if like kelsey's available in like third or fourth round you might sweep in there and get in but you never know we'll see yeah, but hey i didn't know he was such a good like you know tight end good fantasy player so i keep that in mind oh yeah Thank you. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't remember his first name, but Dawson. Yeah, I knew because I had Knox, and I knew that he was a very good player. He is a pretty good tight end. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, a lot, yeah, gotta respect like you know his game. So, anyways, with them being Super Bowl, such a Super Bowl contender and popular team in the league now, they are also gonna face quality teams. You know where the league placed them at. So, Wes, you know they have the Dolphins twice, the Patriots twice, the Rams, Titans, Ravens, Chiefs, Packers, Browns, and Bengals. How do you feel about their tough schedule? Yeah, like you said, they play. Obviously, they play the Dolphins twice because division rivals. I think that that's going to be a split between those two. I think that's the only game in the in the division that they lose um, is to one one of the games against the Dolphins, either home or away. It doesn't really matter to me. But yeah, like you said, opening up against the Rams is a very tough game. Oh, They're yeah. Play the Chiefs Week Five. It's going to be. They have a tough schedule, but the way that this team is set up and laid out, I don't know very many people are going to beat them. You know what I mean? Like, I think that mm-hmm. once they get on a roll, they're going to go. And, like, the wagon is going to be moving, and the Buffalo Bills are going to be playing lights out. Yeah, and even before, like, th- this season, right, even before, you know, like last year, they already do good in tough games, you know? I think, you know, the, the more tough games they are, the better, you know, they're going to be They're going to be in the long run. Yeah. And challenging then, them to just keep getting better. Yes, sir. And then, Wes, keep in mind, this the Buffalo Bills franchise has never won a Super Bowl. Could this be the year? I very well think so. Jeez, I think that uh, that they're uh, the betting favorite, I think, right now as of today. I think that they are going to be 
the betting favorite for a long time, and I think so, too. I think this could be the year, um, depending on how everyone stays healthy or what they do uh, with their offense and obviously having a new offensive coordinator. I think that they're going to be interesting to watch and see kind of how everything goes around with McDermott head coach still. I think that they have a very good shot of making the Super Bowl and having an MVP candidate on their team. Mm-hmm. Well, at least if, once they, you know, if they do make a good super far like playoff run, they can't blame like the overtime rule. Yeah, true. That's true. So yeah, you can't, <laughs> can't rely on that anymore. So um, anything else you have to say about the Buffalo those team? Cause you know, we both agree that, you know, this, this team's going to be good. Yeah, I agree. No, I think I'm good. I haven't really have anything else to say about them. Jeez. All right. Oh my gosh, man! Next team, second place. Jesus' favorite team. <laughs> no, <laughs> the Miami Dolphins. No, Wes, it's not my favorite team. Team. Everyone knows that. Colts are my favorite team, but this has to be one of my quote unquote favorite teams to watch when the Colts are not on. Key phrase: when <laughs> the Colts are not on. So, Wes, like, please, I want to hear your take because I have so much things to say about this Miami Dolphins team. Oh yeah, I want to hear your take to see, like, you know, why are they a good team and what makes them a good playoff team. I mean, contending playoff team. Yeah, I think that obviously having the an upgrade on wide receiver of Tyreek Hill is a huge thing for them. And they kind of upgraded a lot all around their whole team, like defensively, offensively. They kind of just grew a great core for them. And the only thing that I'm worried about, Cheese, is I don't know how you feel about him, is Tua. I'm very up and down about Tua. Sometimes I'm like, holy cow, this dude's a beast. And sometimes I'm like, why is he even in the NFL? You know what I mean? Like, there's times where he shows great flashes, and there's times that I'm just like, no, this ain't it. But uh, I think that depending on how Tua all plays, and he if he can continue to grow, and I think Tyreek Hill is a big, big, big part of that, I think that's going to help them out in uh, improving their year and being second in this division and have a chance at a wild card spot. Well, with your take about Tua, I actually have to agree with you 100%. Yeah. Like, you know, I do uh, agree with you that, you know, two can be uh, inconsistent. You know, we got, we've seen some like sparks of last year. We're like, man, two can, can be like Josh Allen that can, you know, make good long passes. But yeah, there's some moments it's like, dude, how are you in the NFL? You know, sometimes you have thoughts of like, is he a bus or not? But, yeah, exactly. But like the other worries about my worries about two, excuse me, is that uh, his health issues, man. Yeah, you know, it's agreed. He wasn't the most healthiest person in college. And I was say we knew that coming in too. That's what's crazy. Yeah, and it kind of you know transitioning into the league, and you know, it's kind of scary, man. You know, everyone expects Tua to be the guy, but thank God that you know they have a good good backup quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater, just in case if Tua goes down. Yeah, and then uh, you know I'm just saying like like you said, Wes, with the Miami Dolphins upgrading with the Miami Dolphins upgrading weapons for Tua to do good, there's no excuse for him to take this. Yeah, he has playoffs. to perform. Because let's go. Because like you know, let's go over like the. Weapons that uh, Miami got him this offseason. So they first got Pro Bowl veteran Taron Armstead from the New Orleans Saints, offensive tackle. They signed him for a five-year, $75 million deal to really spark their own line because they had one of the worst offensive lines in the league last year, Was Yeah, that doesn't help too at all either. Yeah, so that should help, you know, protect them, you know, yeah. cause them less injuries. And they also signed offensive lineman Connor Williams from the Dallas Cowboys, so you don't have to worry about him in the NFC East. Wes. Yeah, thank goodness. But um, Connor Williams does have a little like injury bug in his career, though. But anyways, it's such an upgrade for having those two guys is such an upgrade for the offensive line. And like you said, Wes, they have a top five wide receiver and Tyree Kill. And dude, they tra- they got a lot. They gave up a lot for him, kinda, because they gave five yeah, drop picks for Tyree Kill, and they gave him in the bag as well. So they signed Tyreek 
a four-year, $120 million extension, and then $72.2 million of that is guaranteed, Wes. Yeah. And they also signed, once again, Cedric Wilson, which you don't want to, once again, from the Cowboys, yeah, where you yeah. don't want to worry about him, and the Eagles. So, yeah, they also signed Cedric Wilson from free agency. And then, you know, they, they already have a good receiver uh, group in, like, you know, Harry Kill, Cedric Wilson, and freaking a young Jalen Waddle, man. Yeah, I think they're going to be definitely scary. Uh, for especially in the future, I mean, this year they they'll definitely be scary too. But like, I'm just kind of like up in the air about Tua right now. Still, I just if he doesn't perform this year, geez, I don't know what they're gonna do with him. I don't know if they're gonna jump ship or they're gonna continue with him and let him have another couple years to grow into it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're gonna do. But like having the weapons, like you just listed, cheese, he has to perform. He has to show that he's a franchise quarterback. They drafted him so high, he has to do what he's getting paid to do and that's perform well at a high level and be able to get the ball to his weapons that they went out and got for him. Yeah. And then Wes, the crazy thing is I'm not even done listening to his like weapons they got him. Which I know yeah. Wes, no, you're you know you're hundred percent right on what you just said about how like Tua we don't know, but like once again, here hopefully here's more weapons to make him comfortable maybe. So the upgrade they upgraded their uh running back room big time and free in free agency by signing Chase Edmonds from the Arizona Cardinals. And yep. then Raheem Mostert from the San Francisco 49 Your boy, Cheese. That's you know, your my boy. boy, you know, Purdue alumni, of course. And <laughs> went healthy, Wes. Like we talked many times off air. Went healthy. One of the fastest guys in the league. And then yeah. speaking of, they actually have two of the most fastest guys in the league. Um, and Tyreek as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's all about health. And then also give <laughs> to a more weapons just in case, you know, if these top two running backs – I heard, get hurt. They signed Sony Michael from the Rams. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And last, yeah. <laughs> please, last but not least, the franchise tag, a good, reliable pass catching tight end in Mike uh, Chazeski, however his last yep. name is. So come on, yeah. Wes. Anything, yeah. any more thoughts about this huge, you know, offseason they made in the offensive side of the ball? No, I think you did a great job explaining of just exactly how much weapons they have and how many guys are able to perform at a high level for this team. And they need to start winning now. And if this isn't the year, I don't know when it is for them to start start turning that corner and winning some games and having a uh, above 500 record by a long shot. You know what I mean? So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, because, like, you know, if, like, they don't make it to the playoffs, then they're going to look stupid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, yeah. They I'm spent just all that money and sent all those guys away. And, yeah. I yeah, draft you. picks, you know. Oh, yeah. my God. That'd be a, a chaos. They just, you know, let's just hope. Absolute chaos, cheese. Yeah, so, and <laughs> what's honestly about their offense, uh, I mean, on top of their weapons, they're going to get, I feel like their offense is going to be more creative by, because they got really brought in Mike McDaniel from the yep. 49ers, yep. which is the, their former OC. So what do you think about Mike McDaniel's, like, you know, just being, just like bringing something new to this franchise? Yeah, I like how they brought in somebody young um, and able to be a very good offensive-minded guy. I think that's going to help Tua out a lot and be able to learn from him. And he's very smart. I mean, McDaniel is a very smart guy. We saw um, on last year's press conferences in the uh, postseason, and he was kind of just talking about all the offensive schemes and everything going on. I think he was a great get for them and a very good hire, and I'm interested to see kind of what he does. Yeah, same here, Wes. I feel like, you know, he's got, like, you know, good knowledge from, like, the Shanahan hands in the past, good knowledge from – yeah, yeah. For them past to where, like, you know, he can bring some really creative schemes in this offense. So, Wes, talking about the defensive side of the ball, my one of my good takes of the, this defense is that they got one of the best 
cornerback duos in the league in Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. What do you have to say about this defense? And who are you who do you think that's good on this defense? Yeah, I think the two guys that you listed, cheese are very good players. I think Howard is going to be the like one, like you said, he's probably going to be a top five cornerback this year. And I'm very excited to see what he does. I think the whole secondary is um very good and going to be able to have hard time troubles being able to complete passes on them and just kind of carve them up. They're not going to be like the old uh, Miami Dolphins where you could just slice them and dice them and not have to worry about points. And I think it's going to be interesting seeing that it starts with those two guys in the secondary. I can't wait to see them, you know, when they face receivers against, you know, Stephon Diggs, Elijah yeah, Moore, Devontae Parker, which is, you know, Devontae oh, Parker yeah. used to be part Oh, yeah, that's going to be a revenge but, game. Heck yeah, let's you know I'm excited for the season. Like I said many times, so <laughs> let's you know let's look into their schedule. You know, yeah, the you know obviously the, their division rivals like you know Patriots twice, Bills twice, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Browns, the 49ers, the Chargers, and the Packers. Anything? I mean, any take on this? You know, pretty tough schedule. We've seen toughest schedules, but you know this is still a tough schedule. Yeah, like uh, we talked about earlier, cheese. I think that the AFC is very hard. So I think. Them being they're they're gonna have to win at least 12 games to get into the wild card, more than likely, just be, by the way the AFC stacks up. And I think that, like you said, geez, this doesn't help. That schedule does not help them at all because they play a lot of good teams. And I'm interested to see what they do. Yeah, man. And hopefully it was, you know, they don't go three years in a row of missing the playoffs because the previous two years they were like literally one or two games away from making the playoffs. But like, but like you said, was it was because was so good in the previous yeah. two years. So, yeah. like, well, like I said, Wes, I really hope they make a AFC wildcard spot for sure and not yeah. in the hunt as they were in the previous two years with these upgrades they made, Wes. Right. I agree 100%. Geez. And then, like, I'm sorry. I mean, Tanner Trapiti, one of my, our best friends, we were listening to this. <laughs> I mean, I hopefully you heard all these great tea, takes on why I talk about the Miami Dolphins a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> Fun. Let him uh, know, Cheese. Shout out yeah, Tanner. Right? Let him know. Yeah, shout out him. Shout out Tanner and LJ. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> LJ too. And he'll agree with me too. Okay, moving on to the third place New England Patriots was. So just, you know, I want to hear your take on why you think they have a, a losing season because I had them a winning season, but but I have them like being the hum for the playoffs. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just short of the wild card. Yeah, I don't know, Cheese. I think I'm just kind of up in the air about Mac Jones still. I think I, every single time that I have a team like below 500 or kind of iffy, iffy, it's because of the quarterback. And I don't know why I'm always like that, but for some reason I'm always like that. And obviously we know Mac Jones was a Pro Bowl last year, so that's very interesting to see him watch. But now McDaniels is gone, so we got to see kind of what they're going to do for the offense. And I'm interested to see how everything plays out with these guys because – Mac Jones is going to be their quarterback of the future. And Bill Belichick has to be able to learn to play with him and win with him. So I'm going to be interested to see what happens and how it shakes out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, well, for, first of all, before I say anything else, fun fact, guys, Wes actually has seen Mac Jones in real life. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, I was at a football camp with him when I was a freshman in high school. And I was kind of just walking around and Mac Jones was there and every like all these Division One coaches were talking to him. But I didn't realize he was going to go to Alabama. I think he was committed to Kentucky at the time or something. And, yeah, it was pretty wild. You just remember the name, and you go back and look at the pictures, and I was like, oh, man, that is him. I was like, that guy looks familiar. And yeah, literally, did you know? I know. Yeah, you know we what? didn't know at first, and my dad, my dad's like, you know, you played with him at one of the camps you went to. I'm like, no way. He's like, yeah, pulled up pictures of it and everything, and 
Yeah, we were on the same seven-on-seven team, which is pretty wild to say that somebody in the NFL played on my seven-on-seven team. I'm just kind of sitting here in my bedroom <laughs> at home. Still, yeah, no big deal. That's Mac Attack for you. That's Mac Attack. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it is Mac Attack. Yeah, so <laughs> the reason why I have the Patriots, like, eh, like if you like you are, like you say, Wes, it's because, like, out of all the teams, I mean, out of all the teams in this division, they're the team that didn't do too much in the offseason, you know? Yeah, honestly. I agree. And then, it, you know, it doesn't help them they, in the offensive side of the ball. They lost long-time offenses, excuse me, offensive coordinator Josh Daniels to be yep. their head coach for the – I mean, to be the Las Vegas head coach. And honestly, They're playing right now, by the way. Football's back officially. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, that's, you know, that's such a good you know, sign, you know. Yeah, yeah, you excited about football, Cheese? <laughs> oh, yeah, big time, you know. I wouldn't joking, be doing yeah. this podcast if, if, you know, if I wasn't excited for football. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, so, Wes, honestly, on the defensive side of the ball, I feel like they're going to be they're gonna struggle more on the defensive side of the ball because they lost Pro Bowl cornerback uh, J.C. Jackson in free agency to the L.A. Chargers, and they also lost the veteran linebacker Kyle Van Noy, and he also went to the Los Angeles Chargers, man. So they're, they're missing big gaps in the secondary and the linebackers. So what do you have to say about this? Yeah, I think that exactly how you put it, Cheese, I think they're going to struggle on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know really who's going to fill those voids for them and um, kind of help them out because, like, we know that the past Patriots that we talked about, even at the beginning of the show, were very offensive heavy and offensive power. Um, so I think that defense is going to have to step it up and figure out something to do and replace those veteran guys that can help them in both the secondary and the interior. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do and how they're, how they get it done. A uh, very good point Wes. and then they have to figure out fast. They're going to be facing yeah, their division coming. rivals, obviously two times a year. You know what I'm saying? They can't yeah. be just messing around if they really wanted to get in the, in the playoff spot. You know what I'm saying? Can't be yeah, messing around agree. like, like little to no mistakes, honestly. And it doesn't help in their secondary. Uh, they have like a good leadership in Devin McCourty, but man, man, he's been, he's past his prime. Yeah. So Yeah. I yeah. Jalen Mills is also on that team. A former Eagle, he's he's a good uh, corner slash safety guy, kind of a hybrid, but he's just not going to be one of those top 10, top 15 players in the back um, of the defense. So it's kind of hard to see. He's kind of like an average player. So I'm interested to see how they perform. There's really no like uh, – You know what I'm saying? There's no standout guy on this Yeah, superstar really. in that defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like scary to like um, – like saying this coming from the Patriots, you know what I'm saying, when we're talking about the New England Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is very different. Very different talks nowadays than it was back then. What in the cheese? Yeah, it's just yeah, like Larry, the Tom Brady freaks like freaking crazy. And then you know, talking more about the offensive side of the ball, you know, obviously we talked about they got they traded for Devontae Parker and they drafted Tyquan Thornton from Baylor. I'm excited to see how he you know pans out in the league. To how about Mac Jones? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Literally, and that's literally all the upgrades they made in the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard when you don't have as many good weapons as they previously had, and having quarterback a young young quarterback, you're gonna have to be able to develop him and get guys around him. But if you don't make very many moves in the offseason, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, man. Like talking about this, like talking about them, like you know, not really having the enthusiasm or, or like the confidence. Yeah, exactly. and then, you know, look looking at their top schedule, you know, was like we said. Division rival Bills twice, Miami twice, the Ravens, the Packers, the Browns, the Colts, the Vikings, the Cardinals, the Raiders, and the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough schedule. I mean, like we said it over and over again, AFC is a hard league to win. Yep. It's going to be very hard league to win in. Yeah, and like you said, you know, 
Obviously, I mean, I'm not saying they're go, not going to the playoffs, but I can see them being the huh. But, you know, with this loaded AFC conference, I don't think so, man. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that either 12, either if you lose, your, if you don't win your division, I think 12 to 10 wins in the AFC is probably going to have to be what you have, make it to the uh, wild card because how good it is over there. Definitely, especially when you like, when you look at the division like the AFC uh, West, like if you look at those four teams, they're like legit. All four of them are play- c- contending teams. Yeah, which is crazy to say. I know. I mean, uh, like I said, once again, I'm excited. Speaking of uh, AFC West, the Raiders are playing right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, uh, Wes, before we move on to the last place, Wes, I want to ask you this question. And then, I think this is a pretty good question. So, you know how Bill Belichick's not only the head coach, but he's also the GM. Yeah. Yeah. So if this season doesn't go their way, right? Can you see Robert Kraft, which is the owner, right? Uh, can Correct. you see Bill Belichick being the hossy for not being the GM anymore? Uh, I don't. I, I think it all. I guess yeah. It all depends on how they play, but the amount of success that they've had in the previous years, I think, buys Bill Belichick a little bit more time than somebody else. If that makes sense, like having all those wins and all those Super Bowls, I think that him having two bad years in a row, three bad years in a row, whatever it's been is going to be fine with Kraft because of how much he's been successful in the past, if that makes sense. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, Belichick hasn't done the best. I mean, he know? could be if it's bad, but, yeah, I, he hasn't done much in the offseason. Got it. Got very many guys around, so I, I get that 100%. Well, you know, I think no matter what, like, Kraft will keep Belichick as a head coach, no doubt, but I can see them going to different, like, him hiring a different GM and let Belichick oh, really – yeah. Fully focus on the team. That's what I'm trying to yeah, you know, get at. Yeah, I don't know how that'll all work out, shake out. I guess we'll find out next year during this time. You know. Yeah. Yeah. True. Or maybe earlier. My bad. So, oh uh, no. Let's uh, let's you know, Wes. Let's hear your take on why the the New York Jets are the last plays, and you know why they won't make the playoffs. Yeah, I think that. I mean, they're just very young and have a young head coach. They did a great job in the draft this year. Oh my um, gosh! Yes, I think, thank yeah. I mean, they had probably arguably the best draft in the league. It's just hard to have all those guys kind of come in and get plugged in right away and win with when most of your starting, like almost all twenty-two guys that are going to be starting for them are like within like five years of the league. Like I don't They're know really what the, what the, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the stat really is, but like everybody that's going to be meaningful, play meaningful stats for them, have been in the league for two, three years, maybe. And that's very – that's good for the future. But, like, right now, I just don't think that they're going to win very many games just because of how young they are. But I'm interested to see the steps that Zach Wilson takes to kind of keep moving forward and getting better as a quarterback and a leader on this team. And I'm I'm kind of interested to see what they do. Yes, man. Great take, Wes. You know, no arguments Thank right you. there. Wes, kind of hard not to have a good draft. You got three first round picks. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but they, they, people have messed it up before. Trust oh, me. Yeah. I know, oh, I know, yeah. I know about messing up drafts quite a bit. But they did a good job, like you said. Jeez, jeez. Yeah. Well, let's go did. over um some of these guys they drafted. So they've drafted Ahmad Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati, yep. fourth overall. They picked up a, a good stud receiver in Gary Wilson from OSU, yep. 10th overall. And they got yep. DN Jermaine Johnson the second. For FSU, last and you, guys, you guys may have known him from last, last chance. You, yep. yeah, I mean, <laughs> he he was funny, man, back in that season because uh, he was that guy that gave the coaches attitude, and then your boy JB yeah. did not like it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, when you're the when you're the number one player in JUCO, I think 
you kind of get an attitude and ego about you that kind of just do whatever you want to. But I think, yeah, the three guys, the three guys that they drafted this past year and having a quarterback in Zach Wilson that showed a very, some very good bright spots in his game last year is going to be very interesting to watch and very fun to see kind of where it goes. And they have a decent running back core too. I think that having Brees Hall, they just drafted him and He's such a stud. Carter. And Carter out of uh, UNC, I think, is a big, big time position for them. Yeah, yeah. So, like you said, Wes, earlier, like, you know, we don't expect too much from these young guys right away because, you know, it's hard to, when you got – Just development, yeah. yeah development this year is huge for them. It's hard to do really good in the league right away when, like, 90% of your roster is all, like, young guys and not veterans, you know? I mean, yeah, this is a really a development year, like you said, but it's, but it's going to be really interesting to see how these guys develop within here in the next couple of years, because, you know, they will be here in the next couple of years. I feel like they will legit compete within the AFC East. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. They'll be, if they can continue to, like you, like we said, improve and gain wins each and every year and have their head coach Salah, everyone buys into them. I think that they are going to be a tough team to play here in the near future with all these young guns they got. For me personally, I'm excited to see Elijah Moore turn into a better receiver and be a yeah. true wide receiver one because, oh, my God, yeah. that guy's speedy fast. Him and Wilson are so fast and so electric. It's going to be fun for them to watch. Yeah, so I want to, like, if, if I were a Jets fan, I wouldn't get too down. I would just be more excited for the future. Yeah, I, would say, I think that's how, like, it, they have to feel this way as Jets fans. Like, having the draft they did, they have to be optimistic. And but just understand that you're probably not going to win very many games this year, and that you're building for the future by having this good draft class, by getting your quarterback together and kind of improving him each and every week, and every season. I think yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be a tough team to play against here in five six years. Whenever when all those guys have been playing in the league and understand how to play and be pro. Yeah, Wes, they remind me of similar to like the NBA, the to like the team the Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic to where like those guys yeah. have a lot of potential, but they just need a couple years to figure out. Yeah, very young. Yeah. So yeah, the, just like uh, I just want to give out a good analogy, just like that. So yeah, let's look at their tough schedule. You know, <laughs> obviously they have all those division games all twice. They have you know the rate you know they they're facing the AFC North, which is like the Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers, and they're facing the Broncos, the Packers, and the Vikings. Tough schedule. Yeah. To develop, but still, you know, you need experience. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Any any other thoughts about the New York Jets or any last thoughts about the AFCs? Was no, I think I'm good. Jeez, I think you know we did a good job covering this division. Was I agree? So was you know on the previous episodes, I asked you about you know any movie or TV recommendations. I'm gonna ask you this time, Wes. Do you have any podcasts that you've been loving lately that you can that you want to give any recommendations to the audience? Yeah, sure. I mean. So I've been listening to quite a few podcasts recently. I mean, obviously, Cheese Cheese knows 100% what my top podcast is. That's part of my take. Uh, those guys, Big Cat and PFT, uh, great duo uh, co-hosts for that, Barstool Sports. I've been listening to PMT Foreplay, which is a Barstool Golf um, podcast. And then, obviously, I would say another one that's kind of, like, different from sports is uh, Two Bears, One Cave. And that's with Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura, which are two uh, comedians. And it's a very funny show. And if you want to laugh a lot and kind of just take your mind off whatever's going on at work or anything like that, it's a very fun listen. But, yeah, I think those are top three 
for me right now that I've kind of just been cycling through each and every week. How about yourself, Chiefs? So, Wes, uh, before I answer that, I hear, I keep hearing from Tanner, once again, shout out to him. I hear PMTs, they're at, they get at their peak when it comes to the NFL season just because they know so much about the NFL. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, 100%. Like, a lot of these takes that I'm saying, I've heard on this on that show because I've been listening to it for about a year and a half now, and it's very – it's a very good listen. They come out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, three days a week, obviously, and about two hours a piece. And when football comes on, dude, they have so much, like, just, like, insane takes, like, sometimes. But, like, then you're like, well, I could see that happening. You know what I mean? Like, they have, like, a great mind for football. But like they're on it most of the time. Yeah, 100%. Like, they're very up-to-date of what's going on in the football world. And, yeah, by far their best season is football. And with sports happening right now, like, I'm sure – they come out with an episode tomorrow. And I'm sure they're just going to talk a whole bunch about this game that's going on right now. With the yeah, Raiders just the Hall of Fame game itself. Just, just, just to talk about football again because yeah. they love it so much and it's such a good content. Mm-hmm. Well, as I can attest to what you say about PMT because, like, well, the first true episode I got into them when they did an interview on freaking Muniz, and I'm, like, a fan of him a little oh, bit because, yeah. you know, oh, he yeah. played in Malcolm the Middle. And then, yeah. dude, like, those two co-hosts, Big Cat, and then what's the other guy's name? PFT. PFT. Dude, they yep. were freaking hilarious, man. So yeah, dude, I'm they're funny to, guys. I can tell you that. I'm excited to, like, engage more in their podcast once, like, it's NFL season. So, you know, I can hear what their takes are so I can, like, agree or disagree with them. You know what I'm saying? Just in a fun yeah, way like we do here on the Talks with Chiefs podcast. 100%. So, anyways, Wes, on my podcast, what I've been loving, guys, lately is the Full Sim podcast. I'm the biggest, you know, one of the biggest, you know, Post and Elk Boys fans, so you know, obviously, <laughs> they have some they really have some good guests on the show. So, like, and if you want to get like a good laugh, casual type of podcast, they're really they're a really good podcast. And Wes, man, you know what other podcasts I've been you know liking it. I've been I've been liking What's so far that? that if you told me like five months ago to listen to this podcast, I would have been hell no. What's that? Impossible. Oh man, yeah, that's a good one. I used to listen to that all the time and watch that on YouTube all the time. I haven't been into it as much recently, but yeah, Mike Malak is my guy. Yeah, man. So like, here's the way I've been like, doing, like you know, trying to watch them. So on the, I've been watching the really episode episodes from like day one at work, right? And I've been trying to watch new ones yeah. like on YouTube, you know, like a casual watch. Yeah. Yeah. So and then, like you said, Wes, I feel like the X Factor in that show is Mike Malak, man. He just knows how to yeah, make people laugh. That's my boy. Oh, dude, he, he cracks my, you know, he, he cracks my shit up so much, man. It's it's not even funny. And then um another podcast I've been listening to is Steve L Podcast. He has some good guests as well, you know. And honestly, yeah. I've been, you know, a good, a, a big, not a big fan, but a good casual fan of Steve L for all my, all my life with watching Jackass and watching his stuff. Yeah. So yeah, those, you know, those podcasts that Wes has said, I have said are pretty good podcasts, you know, check them out. So, Wes, it's time for the cheesy question of the day, man. Oh, let's hear it. So, Wes, you've been 21 for a good, like, 10, 9 months, man. Yeah. So, you, so you've been to the bar long enough for me to ask you this question. So, the cheesy okay. question of the day is, what is your favorite song at the bar to sing along to? Oh, my favorite song at the bar to sing along to. It depends. Uh, oh, gosh. Okay. You, can, oh, you, gosh can, you can choose more than, one, like, one, I guess. Okay. So, I, ha- I, have, a, I have a sleeper pick for sure because i don't know if anybody knows this one but so i have one for like a dance like a dancing bar like a club type scene and one for just like a chill chill scene okay for the club scene is the business like you know let's get down let's get down to business Mm -hmm. that one i love that one that one that one just gets my juices flowing and just having a good time and then uh the kind of chill one is uh 
the thrill by Wiz Khalifa. Oh, the thrill of the thrill. Yeah, yeah that's a good yeah, vibe. You know I love the thrill cheese. <laughs> and Calvin, too. Shout what out the, to him. Yeah, Cal. Shout out Cal. How about yourself? What's 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 your favorite song to sing? I think one song just really comes to mind, honestly. And that song that? is Mr. Brightside, man. I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going <laughs> to yeah. say it. Yeah. I mean, at Purdue, I think at Purdue. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. I think at Purdue, like the campus over there, they like it just like just as much, you know? And then when I went to the Cactus, I mean, that just hit different. It just hits different as far as <laughs> down there. Because, like, everyone's, like, literally singing it, you know? No matter, like, who you are, everyone's just, like, passionate, singing it. And then I already liked that song before, you know, I went to Purdue, you know? I liked it since I was a little kid. So, I don't know. That just hits different for me at the bar. I would say, yeah, that's, like, I wish I had one like that that I can just think of right now. But I think I got to go the thrill just because it's a sleeper. Not very many people know it, but if you know it. You love it, dude. I can tell you that. And then those who know it just like know each other. Oh, really yeah. well, huh? You just have you a know, special you know. bond. Oh, a yeah. special bond if you know the thrill. <laughs> Facts. So <laughs> that wraps up the pod. Wes, thank you like always for like, coming on, talking uh, yeah, talking man. about some NFL, discussing yeah, some man. podcasts, movies. So you can follow this uh, podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Facebook. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Peace.